are rolling. Episode 493. Wow. No Laugh Track podcast. Again, that is the proper response of when I say that number there. It's a yes. lot of episodes. That is a lot of episodes. Yeah. It's pretty much one a week, give or take. We missed a few months here and there. Didn't do one last week. Blah, blah, blah. COVID. 493, but the first time with Jeff Dye. Excited to be here. Yeah. It's fun. My name's Justin Severson. I don't think I said that at the beginning there for the people don't remember. And to remind Jeff that my name is Justin. Yeah, Jeff. no, I remember. And I'm here we are. And congratulations on finally getting a week at Acme. Yeah, it is. And it's funny is congratulations is in order. Like this, I've, you know, we've already been talking before the podcast, but like I've wanted to play this club for a long, long time. So yeah. it's nice to finally be here. So uh, I don't, you probably, well, I'm sure you saw it, but you did, I don't think you saw Lewis come over. The owner of the club here came over before we started recording and pointed out to me that uh, your friend Nick Swartzen sent him a text yesterday saying, hey, good call on booking Jeff Dye. Yeah. He's one of the best. Nick is one of my favorite people like in the world. We have a lot of common interests, me and Nick. We like uh, NFL, Major League Baseball. We like uh, drinking and bar hopping and blacking out. That's our <laughs> thing. That's our thing together. we got a lot of stuff together. N- you're supposed to say not necessarily in that order. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, no. <laughs> he's the only friend I've ever had where we'll be like at a bar and then I'll just look over and he's gone. I'm like, where'd Nick go? <laughs> it's like, it's are you, but are you worried at that time? Are you like, not at fine. all? He's, he's fine. fine. He's made it this long. He knows what he's doing. He's, he's a fine. veteran. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> so you did one show so far here at yep. Acme. What did, what did you think? It was awesome. I didn't know how lefty uh, Minneapolis leaned. Because I play both sides. I mean, if you hear my act, yes, like, you do. You'll, really you'll, hear, well. you'll hear one thing, you'll say, like, oh, he's with us. And then, then I'll do the next joke, and you go, oh, no, he's with us. So Johnny Cash used to call it walking the line. I call it playing both sides. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it's a fun way to do comedy, because there isn't just one side that comes out to these things. You know, no, like this, uh-uh. People come in, you know, with all their stuff. So I try to just, I try to work both, both ways. But that I was surprised last night. How did you pick up on that? Uh, so I have a joke where I say, um, if you if you were this is a really bastardized version of the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do the bastardized I, version. If I say, uh, so I say like, if a guy says to me, "Hey, I'm Republican," I go, "Yeah, me too," and I give him all these things, and usually the crowd goes, "Yeah," all the Republicans go, "Yeah," and then the joke is, but if he was to say to me, "Not me, I'm a Democrat," I'd be like, "I'm just playing me too," and then I play into the left side, and then they laugh or cheer. Well, last night when I said that I am a Republican part. Quiet. <laughs> and I was like, there's no, not a single one here? Interesting. Usually that gets a little pop. Oh, uh, there were. They're yeah. just, they. Closeted. Yeah, they didn't Closeted. come up to you afterwards be like. No. Well, I mean, people came up to me afterwards, but nobody said anything like that. Yeah, was, Interesting. Yeah. There, there were some. Interesting. There were some. They, they know where they are. Yeah. And we're like, mm, I'll just. I'll That's just, how L.A. is. I'll just sit on my hands for yeah, this one. Yeah, in L.A., everybody has to, like, you know, they they all look around before they say anything that's even remotely conservative. Sure. They're like, uh, yeah, sure. me too. You know, <laughs> say a thing like that, that must be fun doing that in different parts of the country, though. It is. Yeah, it's exciting. Which well, is exciting to see how they're going to react. Do Fascinating. You, do you do the joke in all different parts of the act? To, I mean, is it? you didn't do it right at the top. No, no. I do it, like, right after... Um, Trying to think. I, is the placement of that matter? I guess is what I'm asking. Does the uh, not, really, not really. But I don't do it first. Yeah. I never do it first because then I want to be able to somewhat uh, walk the be edgy, edgy enough where there is somebody kind of going. I don't really like that. Yeah. Then do that to almost make them feel guilty about feeling that way. Yeah. I think comedy nowadays is, and I'm not definitely not the only one doing it. I might be like every other comic in the fashion that we have to like coach the crowds now. 
you almost have to remind them they're at a comedy. Because mm-hmm. people are so um, opinionated nowadays. I think people have always been opinionated, but maybe more now than ever. And so like, I feel like every five minutes I'm reminding them, I'm a joke boy, I'm a comedian, I'm a clown. You know, it's like you have to constantly come back to that. Yeah, I like, I, uh, I like that when you're on stage and you're like, I mean, you do, you flat out go, look, I don't know what I'm talking about. Right. I don't even believe this stuff. It's not that important. <laughs> it's not yeah. that important. And, and if it is important, why are you coming to me for it? <laughs> <laughs> so that's another part of it. Like, if, if you these subjects are that sensitive to and important, don't worry about what I think. That's the craziest thing, too, is, like, uh, I, I, I put it on my dad in the act, but it's, like, like the transgender thing is, like, you don't need me to have an opinion about that at all. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, a fantastic Who cares point. if I agree or disagree with that? Right. At all. <laughs> it affects nothing. No, I, <laughs> I freaking love that. Yeah. I love that. Uh well, the day we're recording this is St. Patrick's Day. Uh, I saw this morning there's a bar near my house that they were cracking a keg. Free beer at 9 a.m. this morning. Wow. Yeah. Wait, that's their deal they're doing? Free beer? Mm-hmm. For St. Patrick's run, what, Day. Are they running a non-profit over there? How's that work? Well, they get you in the door, and then, oh, you, okay. you know. Then after that, when it, when the actually half keg, so, oh, okay. you know, what is that So last? once the keg's gone. Once the keg's I gone, see, then you have to pay. Yeah. And, you know, you're already, your foot's already, you know, you already yeah. got a seat. You're already the comfortable. The not pr- free. It's the half exactly. keg. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what they're doing at a bar. or What they already did at a bar near my house for St. Patrick's Day. Do you have any memories? Of, does, it, does that mean anything to you, St. Patrick's Day? Um, I, the one, not really. We did one pub crawl that was really fun one time. But I'm not a big beer guy. So it's like just so much beer. And uh, I'm, I'm more of like a whiskey dude, yeah. you know, and that, that, that gets They make you, Irish whiskey. I'm, I drink exclusively Irish whiskey, <laughs> but it gets you banged up pretty fast. But, like, when you're doing those pub crawls, you know, you can't just keep having whiskeys. It's not going to, you know, so, I don't know. I don't really think much about St. Patrick's Day, but I do like any excuse yeah. to drink. So that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's pretty much always been for yeah, me. Yeah, at the news this morning, they go, are you Irish? And I go, no. And they go, oh, I was just asking because it's St. Patrick's Day. And I'm like... You know, everyone celebrates this, right? Like, it's, it's not like a, it's not like, oh, he's not Irish. He's not going to drink today. It's like, no. It's oh, no. It's like Vax cards. You got to show your ID. <laughs> exactly. They go, mm, not in here, buddy. Uh, no, I paid ancestry. I'm 3%. Let me in to be oh, drink. nice. Well, that is being a white guy. We're everything. <laughs> yeah, right? You do those at Ancestry.com. It comes back. It goes, you're all of them. Yeah. You're all, this, you're all the people. Go ahead. Argue with me. Try to prove it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you think those things are real, those Ancestry.coms? I don't know because I I did pay for it and yeah. it switches over time, which I guess they say. Well, we're getting more information, or but I, there's no way to prove. Yeah, I can't go back. This is how I'm trying to research it. There's no other way to research it. Right, right. So I can't go like. But well, I, they're saying that you're wrong. There is no they. Other right. They. So, well, I yeah. think like if sending your spit to like all the different ones, do like a 23andMe, do an ancestry, and then just compare notes, see like which ones, if any of them line up. Can't they do that for me? They should. They should. Yeah. I also think it's funny too. Like, um, I don't have a lot of conspiracy theory friends. Uh, I'm probably the most conspiracy theory friend out of all my group, but um, people will get like so paranoid. My buddy Randy, right? He doesn't want anyone to know. Hit where he's going. He always tries to be off the grid. He won't do like social media because he's like, I don't want the government tracking me. Yeah. But then he, d- a few years ago, he did like an ancestry. D- he sent his spit to just some nameless company. Yeah. Then now he's in their database. <laughs> yeah. And you don't know who has that. You sent them your DNA, bub. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's not a good idea. Yeah. Let remind him that they've already replicated him oh, a for number sure. of times. <laughs> or if they want to frame me for murder, like my spit is at some giant warehouse. That's right. Yeah, and they're gonna put it on the hood of some lady's car and go, Well, yeah, he was the last one there. And I don't even know that lady. <laughs> 
You better have a freaking alibi for every, everything you ever do. It's crazy. <laughs> Scary stuff. Yeah, I um, I have a friend that puts tape over the lens on his camera. Yeah. I, I do that. So have you seen that movie uh, or the show Black Mirror? heard of it i never watched it's it it's awesome yeah. but there's an it, it's all based on techno paranoia yeah. so every episode you'll watch and you'll go that could happen because they're really good at making these scenarios of like what could happen with our phones one of the episodes briefly i'll explain it is the webcam on the guys on the kid's computer um he he masturbates in front of his computer and then uh, once he's done looking at porn, he just like closes his computer and he starts getting all these messages on his computer like, we recorded what you did, we're going to send it to everyone in your contacts list if you don't give us money, right? Yeah. And that's become an actual scam. Now. Yes. That's become a real scam. I've been hearing about that. Um, but the thing is, they don't really have it. They're bluffing. So they're just they're just trying to get you to send money, and one yeah. of my friends got suckered that way. But um, since that episode, even before the scam, I did buy a little thing that covers. Uh, no, you didn't. Yeah, for my home computer, you not didn't. on my phone, but on my home computer. <laughs> yeah, so it worked. Fifty cent Amazon purchase of just this little slider over the. So uh, also, what you're saying is that's where you masturbate. Absolutely, yeah, my home computer. <laughs> okay. Never my phone. Uh, never. Yeah. Never. What am I? I look like some sort of heathen? <laughs> phone porn. I'm an old cowboy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can we talk about how you were um uh and coming up on stage next, how you were an- announced oh, yeah, yeah. last night? Yeah. Which, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, it's my favorite. So what I like to do is just come up with some silly ass thing that the crowd knows, oh, this guy's <laughs> gonna be silly. I like it because you so for the people that didn't hear the set or come last night, um, like if you say this next guy's been on the Tonight Show multiple times, he's a regular on the blah blah blah. They don't care. I feel like they used to care. Or if you're in a room with only ten people and you like maybe just mention something so they know, you know that I that I'm important or that I've been on television, that might work. But if I think for the most part the crowds are just they don't care. So if I just I always have the guy just say something insane you know like he founded the children's hospital in kalamazoo michigan where so i just kind of came up with one last night i told him uh say he was he was voted 2019's best non-trans cruise ship comedian <laughs> it made me laugh and so he said it i don't think they laughed at all i think they were all like what what does he mean non-trans what is it <laughs> it's a very fun uh but it's more fun for me and i hope that the crowd get laughs usually and much like the ancestry we can't uh can't check, prove it. We can't fact check yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, like, I like to think that it makes them go, "Oh, he's just messing around. This guy's going to be an idiot." Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it caught my attention. Yeah. yeah for sure. Fun. I was like, "What the? I like what?" Picked up on that. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Let's uh, let's talk about some of the things uh, that you have going on right now besides touring and doing comedy. You have a podcast. Yeah. 12 Packs. 12 Packs, yeah. Let's talk about that one. We just crack beers and crack packs of cards. And it's been really fun. Tops and Panini sends us free cards. Okay, that was... Oh, you son of a bitch. I know, it's the best. So, like, literally, if I, I, I all the time I get FedEx packages from New York and I crack it up. It's just all these boxes of cards. And I was like, if, if 10-year-old me knew that I got to grow up and just tell jokes for a living, get free cards, you know, sent from the, the companies that I grew up on, like Tops and... Um, you know, Bowman and Fleer, like, I'd be in heaven. And I feel like I'm in heaven. It's great. Yeah. It's a good feeling. It, uh, what a gig. We haven't opened many good cards, though. I will say that. Like, uh, <laughs> you keep the, like, because you, I watch, I don't know if you do, but these, um, they, 
break it's a thing on Instagram and TikTok of like them breaking cards. I and then showing a lot of my for you is box breaking. Yeah, there you go. And it's like card porn. That's what they call it now. Is because it's so like the things they get are insane. And they have to I go can't through. afford to buy them. This is what I do. Oh watch. yeah, I watch it too. Yeah. And so they go through so many, and they don't post those. They post the big hits. And so, like I, when you're only watching the best of the best, you're opening a thing, and you're like, I got a Raphael Devers relic card, and everyone's like, who cares? Yeah. The internet is not going to care about that yeah. at all. But it's fun for us because it also like inspires like stories, right? Like so, like before we started, you had a great Kent Herbeck story. If I open a pack. And it's Kent Herbeck. I'll be like, oh, I remember this guy. And then you tell your story. Yes. That, that happens all the time on the podcast with little different things. I told a Willie McGee story the other day. And just like things you would never think that are back in the back in your yeah. brain. Yeah. What, what, a, what a great starting point for uh, conversation. With yeah. Those cards. And, and we don't just open um, baseball. We open I saw that. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, and then this will lead into perfectly like a company like Topps, Allen & Ginter. Yeah. will do cards of, and we've talked about this on the podcast before. It's one of my favorite things. Uh, they'll do like inanimate objects. Oh, Or yeah. they'll do comedians. And sometimes comedians get a card. We're, uh, we got a guy on my podcast, Skinny George is what we call him. Yes. He lost hundreds of pounds. And uh, he's obsessed with the cards that are of regular things. Yeah. And those cards are ridiculous. They're, They're like, it's a Vermont goose. And you're like, what? I remember I got locomotive once. <laughs> yeah, just, just lo- how vague is that? Locomotive. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're terrible. And I always make fun of them. I actually think it's funny because... The cards are so ridiculous. One was like um, Pocket Aces had its own had its own baseball card from Allen and Ginter, and I was like, "This is it's getting ridiculous." Yeah. But it's also kind of fun. We give those. We always give them to Skinny George because he like loves them. So like that's kind of a running gag on our thing. Uh, I have an Allen and Ginter card. Yes. And uh, next week Kelsey Cook is here. Yes. She was in the same uh, same year that of mine. We both have an Allen and Ginter card. So the so. Kelsey's done the podcast once. Yeah. I brought along my Ellen and Ginter Kelsey card and oh, had nice. her sign it. And I looked through all my shit this week, Jeff, and I couldn't find no I Jeff know Die card. I have at least two Jeff Die cards. Oh, uh, really? I could not freaking find That's them. That's an easy and it get. Wasn't enough time to order one on eBay to get oh, one. Oh, well, I'll here send you one. I'll send, I'll, I'll re- and I'll remember to send it because oh, I love signing baseball cards. Because another thing I used to do when I was a kid, which we all did, is we would like practice our autograph because that's what like ba- pro athletes do. Yeah. And so now that I have it, like um, during COVID, they brought me all my cards to sign to put into the uh, the packs or whatever, the ones that are autographed. Yeah. And I couldn't. I could have sat there all day. He was like, I've never seen anyone so happy to do this. You know, because when they bring it to the athletes, the athletes are overwhelmed. Oh, and sure. They probably don't enjoy it as much because yeah. they do it all the time. Or I don't do it all the time. So for me, I was just sitting there signing. Like, this is awesome. I was just talking to him. He goes, This is the most enjoyable autograph experience. I've had. Do you? Th- did you? Was the quality of your signature on number two hundred the same as one hundred? Yeah, absolutely. Because because uh, you also can see that where like these guys clearly are sick of oh, signing sure. their name, and it's just like like two little dashes. You're like, come on, man. I know. Me and my buddy Aaron Marsh, we actually send those back and we text back and forth the worst autos we can find on the internet because like some of the like pro wrestlers, right? His name is Mark Calloway. But he has to sign The Undertaker his whole life. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, it's <laughs> terrible. He's writing a word that isn't even his name. It's, like, it's kind of like not an autograph at all. But anyways, um, so we'll send those back and forth because they do. Some of these guys get so lazy. Like, oh, yeah. so lazy. But more to, to have a little empathy for some of these baseball players, uh, to give them a little bit of some credit in their defense, a lot of the Dominican players don't – they didn't even learn to – 
do cursive or any of these things. They've just been playing baseball their whole life in Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Cuba. Didn't Never thought of that. Yeah, and so they, for them, it's very intimidating to even try to figure out how to write cursive. So and they don't want to print it, and also print is different in. English than anything else and so they'll just kind of like do their initials and it'll yeah, look so shaky yeah. and weird yeah so I give them a bit of a longer leash but uh, some of these autographs are garbage they're brutal yeah I, you just reminded me though uh, you unlocked a memory bringing yeah. up these names there you go I went and, and stood in line once and got some autographs from some wrestlers one time oh, nice. uh, Kane was yeah. one of them and uh, X-Pac and he signed X oh just X yeah. yeah he actually lives right by me Sean Waltman is, is, From Minnesota. Is originally. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah, he lives right by me. He'll like just pop in and do my pod. Like, we'll be in the middle of a podcast, and then Sean will just come to my house. And I'm like, well, I guess now Xbox on the podcast also. Is, he's, a, he's a cool guy, really nice guy. The 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 Cards podcast? Uh, no, I have a podcast called uh, Jeff Dice Friendship. Yeah. And it says just me and whoever wants to be okay. on the pod. Like, whoever's willing to be my friend. That's the only rule. And, uh, and that was a better way because, or the reason I started the Friendship podcast is because so like I have famous friends, right? We we like I've accumulated famous friends because of my career. Sure. So if I have like Russell Wilson on, that gets like a lot of views. Or if I have, um, you know, I had Hulk Hogan once. All these things, those those are big gets. So people watch. But also like my buddy uh, Dave has funny stories. They don't want it. nobody wants to hear Dave's stories just because he's not like a pro wrestler and <laughs> like you know on TV. So it's like, well, why? Aren't, why I want to hear these stories too from everybody. I find everybody very interesting. Yeah. So it was just my excuse to be able to have my buddies on who have all these great stories and stuff, even though they might drive Uber or they're a cameraman or something. Sure. So, so that was the only reason I started that podcast. I also have a third podcast uh, that's on every week on iHeartRadio with uh, Freddie Prince Jr. and what we just talk wrestling once a week. Real? What? Yeah. It's awesome. Jeez, I thought I caught everything. I didn't know about this one. Yeah, he's one of my uh, closest friends, and what ha- we used to just like FaceTime each other and talk about wrestling. And then he's like, you know, like someone would probably pay us good money to just do this and i was like yeah if you can make it happen and so he reached out to iheart or whoever and and uh we now i'm his now i'm with him every week tell, talking about wrestling no shit yeah pretty cool what day is it what day is that out it goes out every wednesday we start season three in a few weeks but uh it's been it's been really fun and we call it wrestling with uh it was well it was originally called wrestling with freddie and he did it by himself now it's called wrestling with friends slash wrestling with freddie but the reason we named it that is because uh or the reason we like the name is because it can uh wwf is the acronym wrestling with friends or wrestling with freddie so we can legally use wwf for stickers and things that we do so it's a nice little way to cheat that i love it yeah it's fun i love it okay so you've already said you're getting free baseball cards which i couldn't be more jealous of are you also getting comped tickets to go watch wrestling then uh sort of he is and then i go with him okay because like uh, i used to date a wrestler named becky lynch and uh, i tried to go to raw one time and they they uh told me i couldn't come so now I make sure no one knows that I'm going to be there, and it's just Freddie gets the uh, tickets, and I, I go with Freddie as Freddie's plus one. Because it's um, Becky Lynch now is married and has a kid with another wrestler who's a huge star named Seth Rollins. Yeah. And so uh, for a while there, at least, it was like it, I wasn't allowed to go. Get out of here, Jeff. Yeah, so stupid. <laughs> I mean, if I don't... I go, wait, a minute, wait, 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 wait. If I go back and then, like watch uh, Raw or something from when you were – like, is there any, like, where you're spotted in the crowd? No, and nothing like-, like that, no. And you know why? But I would literally go, like, I was, like, I used to joke, you know, who do I got to fuck to get good tickets around here, you know? Because, like, she was, like, the biggest star in wrestling, and I'm still sitting, like, 30 rows back. Um, 
but it was so funny because I was like, Bex, you know, like, why can't, you know, like, I get good seats, you know? And then she's like, she's like, Jeff, you brought, like, 20 of your friends. It's not, like, and she's right. <laughs> I brought, like, everybody. Yeah. She can't give 20 guys front row no. seats, so it was just me being an idiot. Yeah. But also, um, I don't, if that story, if people start sharing this story or get, this gets heard, I don't think it was her or her husband who were blocking me from coming to the thing. I think what happens is they saw my name and they thought... Well, this could cause some... Sure. I don't think it was them. Sure. I don't think they were going, he can't come. Yeah, yeah. I think that was just someone trying to get ahead of it and going, we don't need any distractions or whatever. So I think that's what it what it was. What if there's another Jeff Die out there that's still getting... <laughs> yeah, he's not allowed into what wrestling. The <laughs> what yeah. the fucking me, man? Yeah, that guy keeps screwing me. <laughs> I Google myself and he comes up and... <laughs> yeah, I bet that happens. Hilarious. Uh, we, ta- we talked a little bit about... Uh, wait, I want to know the drinking aspect. You said beers on the 12 pack podcast. yeah so it's how do the beers tie in started as every time you finish a beer you get to open a pack of cards the problem was we're not drinking enough beers for that to be like okay. a thing so we kind of scrapped that okay. just a little bit because otherwise you wouldn't be seeing much cards you yeah. know if i drink five beers in 40 minutes and then you've seen only five packs i mean some of these packs only have four cards right. in it you know and stuff like that so so we started uh now it's just we're just drinking beers while we're opening packs. How and then what do you? Are you selling any of these when you're done, or are you just collecting, or what are you doing with them? Uh, the cards. Our goal is that if you listen to the podcast and you watch, like if you can just message us, we'll give you the cards. Like we we don't we're just trying to get anyone to be interested in the cards, interested in the stuff. If the card is really valuable and someone wants it, we'll we'll do that. But. If it's really valuable, we just sell it because uh, my buddy Mike is trying to like kind of build up the podcast thing, and there's costs for the uh, for the studio that sure. he runs. So we'll sell it, and he'll buy another camera with the card. I mean, we've had a few that are in the thousands, and so he just uses it. And then also, Skinny George is trying to get surgery for. Um, he's lost so much weight that he needs like a skin. Like, the, his skin is too baggy now because he's lost so much weight. So he's trying to get surgery for that. So we're also using the money to kind of make that happen for him is the goal, um, which Bert has agreed to pay one-third of the surgery, Bert Kreischer. And then uh, I'm trying to think who else it was. Nice. I think Brandon Schaub is going to pay one-third. And so the money that uh, – I mean, they're making – more than Jeff Die, Bert and Brendan. So uh, I'm using the money from the podcast to try to hopefully pay for that third. So nice. Yeah, it'd be cool. Nice. Uh, and I list. So I, well, I guess watched the. Mo- yeah. I think it's the most recent one on YouTube. Uh, it had to be new because you mentioned John ja Morant, the basketball yeah. player is getting a little trouble. And you mentioned something about just buying some of his cards. Uh, that I just bought some. Yeah. Where Where do you go and? I didn't buy any cards. Oh, maybe I misheard. Yeah, maybe I no. misheard what I was. John Morant, though, is uh, I don't even get the big deal. I mean, I know you're not supposed to like hold guns on Instagram Live and stuff, but I'm surprised that he got fined for it. Well, I, actually, my favorite part is now you know that uh, he's had to do the apologizing, <laughs> yeah. and it's the I am so sorry oh, exactly. about what I did. <laughs> I have learned my lesson. It's like 9,000 cliches about doing the wrong thing and being better. If I ever I'm get in sorry. trouble, I'll just disappear for a little while and then come back. I don't think I could do the forced, unless I was really sorry. If I was really sorry, then I'd, I'd apologize immediately. But if I wasn't, I would just disappear for a while. I'd just deactivate my social media for a bit. That'd be kind of fun, too. Instead of it? doing the robot apology that no one cares about. They're all the same. Yeah. They I was surprised that like uh, they turned on John ja Morant, too. Like... Like black Twitter, I don't know if you like look at that, but like they were so hard on John Morant, and I was like, I thought that they would be like 
thinking he's cool. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, I didn't know like why they would. Interesting. Very they, they, interesting. They turned on him. Uh, I will admit I did not catch much of the show when it was on, but you did a sh- TV show with Henry Winkler, mm-hmm. Terry Bradshaw, George Foreman, yep. William Shatner. It was I remember awesome. when it was on. Yeah. I didn't really watch it. Yeah, well, it's a, it was it was just fun doing the show. I don't I, know. I imagine it was. I don't amazing. know what it was like watching it, but I uh, going to these countries with four old guys that are like legends was like. Also, the, it was NBC, so their budget was just insane. Like we were never not doing something fun, or not doing something that's very exclusive, or not doing something that was very expensive, and it was all free for us. So we're getting paid heaps of money to go to the best places in all these different countries it was like it was a dream if they'd have called me and said we need you to do eight more seasons but the rule is you can't go home you have to shoot all eight consecutively and you're just going to be working you know you won't see your home for another year so i would have been fine with it really yeah it was so fun did you when you got that gig did you know what it was going to how was that presented to you so when i got the gig they hadn't even casted all those guys yet. Okay. Um, it used to be a Korean show called Grandpa's Over Flowers. And it was a show about a young uh, Asian guy and his grandpa and his grandpa's three friends. And it was kind of like, these guys are old now. They've kind of uh, settled into being an older person that doesn't, you know, try to like go to. But they have things they want to scratch off their bucket list or do. Yeah. And his son is the, in charge of, like, organizing it. But he's also always pushing their boundaries. So he'll be like, guys, guess what we're doing today? And the guy's like, we don't want to do anything. Like, we're old. Yeah. Just let us be. And he's like, all right, we're going to go skydiving. And they're like, we don't want to go skydiving. You know? And then through the skydiving or whatever he has them do, they really realize, like, oh, yeah, I'm not dead yet. Like, I can I can experience these things and enjoy it and push myself and push my. It's a fun idea. And so then America bought it, NBC bought it and brought it to um, the American version. So they just didn't know how to like get me. They didn't know like what was my position because these aren't my dad. It's not my grandpa. So they were like, how do we have four celebrities who will be this guy that organizes it? So this, the thing is that, because a lot of people go, how'd you get that? Four really famous guys who are old and legends and then you. Why are you on this? And I do get that, even though it hurt my feelings. I understand why they're asking that. I and didn't so, ask that. No, but, yeah, but, but people all the time. Sure. I'll be at a coffee shop, like, you're that guy from that show. How'd you get that? I'm like, all right. But I do understand the question. And I also think that I was the secret cup for that show, in a way. Because it's like, I represent you. I'm the viewer. I'm like, if you got to go be with these guys. Yeah. I'm the everyday man who's like, oh, that's what it would be like to hang out with Terry Bradshaw. Yeah. He's going to talk your ear off. He's going to drink with you, give him, force you cigars. And, and he's going to tell you all these great things. And he's sometimes inappropriate, but most of the time, but he's just all the time a lovable guy. And so that's why it was fun or why I think I did so well on that show is because people go, oh, that was it, that he's he's me. Yeah, it was fun. What, uh, George Foreman, how was he? Great guy, man. I love him. I still talk to him. We'll text every once in a while, but, like, um... Really? Very, very conservative guy. Like, very, very, like, a man of God, like, church guy. Sure. And, um... He's got a movie coming out soon? Yes. And so he, um... He's very funny and very, very like, very. I, I'm trying to think if I should share this. So on the show, he would always be sleeping, right? We would always be like, "Oh, George is asleep," because a lot of the shots would just be the three guys and me, and not no George Foreman. And so, and we would always go, "Oh, George is sleeping," right? So the truth was, George didn't want to be in any scenes where we're drinking, and me and Terry are always drinking, and he didn't want to be in any scenes where we're smoking cigars, and Terry's always smoking a cigar, and so like. 
he would always be like, I ain't going to be on th- in this shop with them drinking and cussing, you know, and like whatever he would like get, you know, he would, didn't want to be around it because he's like a very religious guy. And so we had to justify that he wasn't there. So we would always just go, oh, he's sleeping, which was code for he threw a fit and stormed <laughs> off and we had to shoot the scene. I love it. Um, yeah, and I love Georgie. Great, I mean, great guy. His family's great. He's sw- like, we got to see, I got to meet, I think I've met almost all of his kids at this point. And uh, they're all great. Just a cool family. Really good guy. What's the thing that a lot of them are named George? Is that true? That is true, yeah. And he told me the reason why a long time ago, and I was like, that is brilliant. But I don't uh, really remember. It was something to do with, like, I can't remember. It was, like, basically, if they get a speeding ticket or something like that, like, it has all their name on it. So it's like you nobody can really know who it's for. So, some sort of weird. Oh, my goodness. So, he told me something like that. It might have not been true, but, like, I remember going, that's pretty smart. But, <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, I used to do a joke a long time ago. I was like, uh, you know, George Foreman is the only boxer who didn't have brain damage. Yeah, just ask his kids. George Jr., George Jr., George Jr., George Jr., George Jr. Nice. Nice. I see uh, two of your CDs sitting out here on a table. My albums, Did did someone bring those and just leave them here? No, they were on this table because... um, I just hold them up during the show, and since I'm going to be doing two tonight and two tomorrow, I just left them up here. Uh, These will yeah. be for sale. Yep. Well, that's shows. just the ones I'll show, and yeah, then I got, right. I got a bunch of those. Yeah, so Live from Madison was my first album, and then the second one is Dumb is Gooder. And uh, I am still, I think I'm the only comedian still slinging CDs. Not a lot of people doing that anymore. Not a lot. Yeah. Still You'll around. see, like, some of the comics sell records, like big records. Oh, sure. Because that's hip, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, it's so, hope maybe CDs someday will come back. Darn right. Yeah, no, I'm, and I'll be ahead of the curve. Uh-huh. But I don't, I don't like, so I'm trying to think, Matt Bronger, I know does, Nick Thune, some of these comics, they sell like records. Like oh, yeah. Actual record. How many of those people that buy those records do you think go home and listen to that? I have four comedy albums, uh, you know, contemporary. Yeah. Have never listened to any. Right. Because I listen to records, but it's like I put on like Elvis or like Hank Williams Jr. or something like while I'm drinking with my friends. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever, I don't think I, and I have, like, Pryor, I've got, like, Carlin. I don't listen to any of those records. They're yeah. just there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think that people just buy it because it's, like, a big poster. They go, uh, Pretty much. I've got the ones cool. I have, they're, they're really good to get a uh, signature on. Yeah. Put them up on the wall. It's like a little piece. Yeah. But yeah. but listening, which is what they're made for. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> Not think. so much. They might as well just bring record covers. Exactly. Actually, that was what I'll do. I'll make record covers and go, let's be honest, you're not going to listen to it. <laughs> just yeah. Buy, just buy the record cover. Just have a little piece of paper with a download inside. Oh, that's it. smart. Yeah, 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 actually, that is genius. Uh-huh. That is, I always, you, I'm famous for thinking of merch ideas and then never doing it. <laughs> that's probably most common. So a few years from now, somebody will be making a killing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. with that. They're gonna hear this. And <laughs> but go, not I'm, you. I'm doing that. Else. Yeah, some guy, <laughs> some good spry young comic who wants to make money. Yes, absolutely. Is there anything else I really thought we should mention before we go here? So you got those for sale. Um, I wa- oh, with my wife and I. Watched your special. Oh, that's over the nice. Last weekend. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, the one that's on YouTube. I forgot what it's called. How I see it. Yeah, and I didn't even know that was going to be a special. Helium was like, "Yeah, we want to do these things. We'll clip it all up so that you'll have these clips because that's the new formula. You yep. know, people watch yep. these like short clips or reels, yep. and then that or whatever. And then uh, out of nowhere, like, you know, we're going to release the whole hour. And I go, I didn't uh, know that's what you were doing, but it's okay. It's it's not a big deal. I'm not mad about it or anything. But I just and then they go, "What do you want to call your special?" And I, I text my manager like, "My special." 
It's the thing on YouTube. I don't know if we call that a special. And uh, so then I just I said, I don't know. I call it the way I see it because I didn't even remember which material I had done at that point. <laughs> uh, but I'm very proud of the albums. Please buy those. But the uh, the special on YouTube, if if you want to take a peek, that's good too. I liked it. Thank I think you. people should that's take nice. a peek. Yeah, I wish I would have treated it like a special. Interesting. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, good, though. How about, well, you uh, have plans for one on your own you know, yeah, like a a real one that you're like up to putting the time in, and uh, I you won't have a waitress walking in front of you. Kind of stopped chasing that dragon, if I'm honest. So it's like I used to try so hard, like to impress Netflix or try to be like, how am I gonna get the? I was very proactive about about stressing about it all the time, and then since I've stopped caring, that's what's taken my career off. Is like like literally, I've had a bit more success in the last like year. Since stop, since not trying and just leaning into being myself and not worrying about doing the clean jokes on the Tonight Show, like just by just going fuck it, like you know, like I don't, I just want to have fun. I have a great life. I get to like nice. go to all these great comedy clubs. I meet nice people. I drank all night last night with whoever wanted to stick around, you know. And and I'm like I'm very content, very happy with where I'm at. Hell yeah! And so um, it's been it's been great. Like literally, like I hired a a guy named Miles. He he kept. DMing me on an Instagram going, hey, dude, I think you're one of the best comedians. You should be much more successful. And I was like, I don't really know what to do with this comment. Yeah. And he goes, well, listen, I do video real things like where basically I'll take your stuff and I'll post it on your Instagram for you. And I said, yeah. what?" And he told me a little number, a fee. I said, I can pay you that. Since doing that, it's been insane. Like the, I, I, I've been ignoring the internet like like as some old dog going, I'm not putting it up there. People will steal my jokes. Right. And since doing it, it's been, it's been awesome. And it's been... Um, it's been nice, but I'm very happy, I'm very content. I it's it, I think it's good that uh, you Ian Bag is somebody else who just was Great like, guy. I mean, you you know Ian Bag he's, he's one of the fucking funniest the guys best. working and Absolutely. has been for a long time. Yeah, is not the most famous comedian I know. working. It sucks. He was just here recently and said something very similar that like his numbers are exploding yeah. because he's finally putting the. But, someone else is doing it for him but yeah, putting well, the clips out there i think you know i've been doing this for 18 years and i've never cared about the internet part of it and my followers were just kind of you know i had loyal fans but it was just kind of steady and then since this guy's been doing this thing i mean just, it's going and i go well yeah, there's something i mean i knew there was something to the internet but i didn't think it was this that it could be this effective and no. so that was just my fault but speaking of ian bag did you guys just talk about hockey the whole time <laughs> what are you talk about we you can't not to talk about right. hockey with Ian Bag. Yeah. Yeah. He uh -huh. knows so much and you said that you're a big hockey guy. Oh yeah. Yes. Uh, -huh. so, uh but he's one of my like you said, he's one of the funniest people in the world. And I actually think if you like his reels on Instagram or his videos, you'd love him in person. Cause there is a magic about seeing him in person that does not translate on the computer. It is so um I don't know how to describe it. There's like there's like a, just a magic in the air when he does his crowd work. He's very, very good. Yeah, we we leave here exhausted from laughing so yeah. hard. Like and he's also wipe the only away comic. Tears. He's the only. If you come to my Friday show and you go, we love Jeff Dye so much, I'm gonna come to a Saturday show. You're gonna go, oh wait, he did all this shit. You know, like this is the same stuff as last night. Not Ian. No. You could see all five of Ian's shows. It's gonna be like eighty percent different. Yep. Which is so exciting. Mm -hmm. Like it's kind of fun. You, but it's bad as a comic because you feel like you're missing stuff. I'll sit in the green room like oh, I should probably get out there. I don't want to miss any of Ian's things, which yeah. is very very fun. Yeah, yeah, he's freaking one of the best. One of the best. Uh, I think I think we covered. Oh, 
Yeah, we need to get out of here because you have a lunch deal, yeah. and I need to get home to watch a uh, daytime game show that Jeff Dye hosts. Oh, that's right. Who the bleep is that? Yeah. It's on in Minneapolis. It's on. It's so easy. It's such. A, it's like the simplest show that's ever been made. And uh, they liter- you liter- it's a blurry image of a celebrity, and then three people try to guess who it is before the, their opponents can. It's the dumbest, easiest, funnest game. I thought it was stupid. And so, then I, so I read it's like being test marketed right now. Or? Yeah. So um, they're playing it in a bunch of markets for two for four weeks. Four weeks. And then if uh, if they like it, they'll pick it up and put it on Fox. And uh, I don't I don't know how it's doing. Nobody's told me anything. Okay. All I know is that everyone at Fox likes it, which is I think what's most important. I don't know because four weeks is tough to convince anybody of anything. Yeah. But um, locally, it's on Fox Nine Plus. Yeah, Fox Nine Plus at three thirty. Yep. Um And yeah, check it out if you if you want. I don't so know if you like game shows, but it's fun. Where, uh, well, for the most part, daytime television is awful. So yes, a, a, an, an option, <laughs> yeah. a better option is a good thing. Um. On this game, you're the host, three contestants, like you said. Have you had any trouble identifying these celebrities? Oh, for sure. <laughs> so during the show, one of the big network notes was stop saying that you don't know who it is. I knew it. And so that got I ed- knew it. all. Anytime I made a line like I didn't know who it was, they edit that out because, and that is good. The host should I knew it. play along. But here's the thing: I don't think anyone would know all these people. Because like um, like we've mixed in politicians. I don't know any. If they weren't president, I don't know them. They're like, you don't know first responding deputy chief of affairs. I'm like, I don't know who this is. But evidently, pol- politics is so big now that like they are celebrities. Basically, <laughs> um, they're like that's speaker of the house. I'm like, I don't know that lady. I don't know that is. But then um, there's a lot of young celebrities. Like uh, I think in one of the things we showed on the on television today, like one of the clips, it was like. Um, Meg the Stallion, like I don't know who that is. Oh sure, yeah, and and that's that's gonna happen. But also we have young conte- young contestants who won't know Barbara Streisand or they won't know BB King or they won't. So it's in like I'm not gonna know TikTokers, right? Like there's so it is so vast that I think most people wouldn't know yeah. a lot of them. That's part of the game. Yeah, it's fun though. Like, uh, do you know who Harvey Levin is from TMZ? Of course. So Harvey Levin, he doesn't know celebrities. And he created TMZ, like the biggest celebrity empire, like in the world. He was literally like at a thing the other day, and there there was a um, a celebrity, like he was talking to a celebrity, and then later they go, you know who that was? He goes, no, I didn't. And he's t- he's Harvey Levin. Yeah. So uh, I don't feel too bad <laughs> that I don't know some of the people. And somehow they're it, they're connected to the show. TMZ's connected. Uh, yeah, Harvey to the Levin show. created the show. He created the show. Yeah, and so he's also the guy giving me the most notes. He's in my ear going, don't say you don't know these people. I was like, all right. But he also identifies. He, like, sympathizes because he's like, I also don't know these people. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. But we have to pretend that we <laughs> that we do. That is fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been great. Yeah, um, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, come back uh, in a year and do, let's do this again. Absolutely. Well, I'm yeah. sure we'll have Hopefully a ton to I talk do. about. Hopefully I come back. Hell yeah. Thank you. Thank you.